0: Welcome to the podcast that transcends awareness into practice. In this season entitled Harmony in Relationships, we will explore together the steps in the dance of relationship. Each episode builds on the one that preceded it. I present your question. You question, I respond. Hello, this is Yolanda Kumidu. Welcome to my podcast. <laughs> for coming with your questions about the episode of love I think I'm ready for you (laughs) let's let's see
1: (laughs) okay well there were so many interesting things that I heard throughout the whole episode so I had a couple of questions one is you talked about uh, falling in love as spontaneous and something undemanded uh, undemanding and then You talked about loving as something that, uh, paraphrasing you, takes work. So I guess my question would be, so is love a feeling, a decision,
0: or both? Wait, loving does not take work. Actually bursting the bubble when you fall in love and I'm in love. When that bursts, because sooner or later, that and heightened the heightened feeling because it's an uh, it's it's a it's a the connection. When I said it's a connection between it's almost a divine experience, yes. Um, but that doesn't last, that takes work when it bursts and it doesn't, it's not heightened like this anymore. Your senses are heightened. And it finishes, that, that period <laughs> finishes in a relationship, it takes work to realize the relationship is not over. A, a lot, you know, some people say, Well, I'm not in love with my husband anymore, I'm not in love with my wife anymore. And they, in that case, they when they refer to comparing it to that heightened feeling that happened in the very beginning, they confuse that as if they're they don't love them anymore so the work and i'm glad you're bringing that the the word work that's when it takes work to adjust to accept that a phase ended and it always ends and now you're entering into loving for you for who you are for who you are as a person for who you are with your ways For you, who you are, with me, for who you are, um, and and it becomes moves into a companionship where we start working together on the boring details of life. You see, because in the period of being in love, you know, it's it's everything we do, it's everything is heightened and. it's um, the romance is not expected, is not scheduled, is not planned. It's there, is built in, and you see when that phase ends because it ends. I don't know why it ends. It ends, and then it becomes more the daily <laughs> details of life enter, and you have to uh, reach an agreement who's going to take out the garbage and who's going to pay the bills and uh, how we're gonna come up with this money for this uh, bill this month. It's not so romantic, you see those things. So then a new level begins. So the work is adjusting when that phase ends and entering, living life together while still loving each other. And that love needs to be spontaneous. The falling in love is spontaneous, you cannot make it happen. I don't know why it happens, with whom it happens, who knows. Hmm? And then the work is there. Now, nurturing and protecting the love between you takes active attention. Yeah, I think I, that was what I was referring yeah, to. active yes. attention. I don't want to call it work because it gets tiring <laughs> when mm. you think about I have to work at it it, it, you have to, you cannot, is what I said, don't take it for granted. It cannot be taken for granted. You need to check. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. And then I was wondering as I was listening, are there any variations of love in a relationship? So I, you know, myself had had experience where Um, falling in love, that experience as you described, and yet less of light bulb moments growing in love. Uh, Very different than the way you talked about two souls meeting and causing that brightness and intensity. So are there cases where the love is real, but the bubble does not need to be burst because it was never formed?
0: Absolutely, yes. There are... Well, someone said 50 shades of love, <laughs> 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 I think, is much, much more than 50 shades. Yeah, okay. I think there are as many different kinds of loving, of starting, of loving, of growing into loving, as there are people. I really do. Yeah, great. Yeah, So great. so, and it's very hard for me even kind of... It sounds like I categorize, like falling in love and then loving, but there are two different ways. And a relationship can start with not this falling in love, just the immense safety and support and acceptance and embracing each other of who they are. It it can start from the very beginning. right? And even...
1: Um, a knowing that comes over time yes
0: okay what do you mean a knowing that comes over time
1: um that you know when you i believe that when you fall in love you know you're in love i mean that you can't miss it but when you're in relationship and you move along and you grow in love you know over time oh this is love you don't recognize it immediately the way
0: Beautiful. That's you another kind of. That's right. another way that people get together. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and gradually, by, you see. Love, um, is expressed in many different ways, right? I mean, the five languages of love. What a beautiful book that is. Mm-hmm. It it helps so many people, but there are more than five languages. You see, and different people express and understand, and feel, and give love in different ways. The the bottom line is that you feel safe, you feel that you can trust, you feel that you can fall back, and when you get into difficult times, you trust that the love you have between you, it will save you, carry you. Okay. So
1: in, in most of these cases, I think you're talking about the two souls meet and let's say they fall in love. They have the same experience of falling in love. What might you say to somebody whose experience is not matched by the person, by the object of their uh, affection? It's the love is there for one, but not the other.
0: So what comes to mind as you hear, as I hear you ask that question uh, immediately my mind go went um, into infatuation so if one is infatuated with another and the other does not feel that way is the receiver of infatuation then we have the other um, other uh, wh- what can I call it? Um, Way there are other systems at <laughs> play here. Yeah. Then we enter the world of energy. So if I'm infatuated with you, the infatuation has an energetic force that moves forward. I want to be with you, I want you to be with me, I want to do things with you, I want your attention. And this pushing towards you when it's very intense, it can actually cause the opposite effect on the energetic level. I can actually push you away instead of... So infatuation is different than being in love, by the way. Okay? Infatuation is... um, It has a, a form of of um um compulsion in it it's 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 i want and this is how i want it and i'm expecting and i'm not getting and i'm expecting it a certain way and that pushes usually Mm -hmm. away and infatuation now being in love falling in love i i i refer to when both people okay When one is not and the other is, then it borderlines infatuation. And if, if, if you're, if, and once that's the case, it's very difficult to control it, by the way. It's not, oh, I am realizing I'm infatuated. Okay, I will use restraint. It doesn't go so, (laughs) it doesn't go like this. It's not that easy. So, um, usually that's the case when one is let's say, in love, and the other is not. It's the energy that pushes the other person away, and the person, the infatuated person, doesn't realize that. And it's very hard to stop. Because you need space, you see. You need space to breathe, and you breathe together. It, 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 it's, not, um, it's not mechanical at all.
1: Yeah, I think so. I do. Yeah, it makes more sense. What you were speaking about is when people have the same experience of each other or of the relationship, and then it's a common in love. And when it's not, it's not. It's just one person experiencing something that's unrequited. Exactly. Okay. Hmm. You talked about um, how uh, not resolving conflicts erodes. Love. Are are there other things that
0: really eat away at it? Well, conflict, unresolved conflict piles up. Yeah. Um, of course. There's so many actually. There are more things, there are more dangers in, in eroding love than than not. Um we have the cases where the situations where you know, human beings as people, we, whether we are aware of it or not, we constantly evolve and expand. And when one person expands in the direction of, let's say, starting to become more interested in their inner life, uh, not necessarily the the objects the possessions where we go what we buy what we do what we have what we have to buy you know the the external um and they start becoming interested in more internal um um, exploring exploring of of intuition of creativity of Divinity of, you know, their nature as, and the other person stays with the outer life, then polarity starts to happen, right? So that's another way that love sometimes. um, And you see, love needs breathing time. If, that's why. I put so much emphasis on expectations and on demands. Expectation and demand—that's another way right. of eroding love. Oh, great! Good, that's helpful. Thank you. Um,
1: there, you know, back to the conflict. I just keep thinking about there are people, and I've met lots of people who believe that conflict—they have a zero tolerance for conflict, so or very low tolerance, I should
0: say. For fights or for conflict? Because they are two different things. Uh, so how, how are they different? Well, I can, we can have a conflict, right, about something. And we can uh, disagree and we can keep talking about disagreeing. Or we can have a very volatile fight, loud, where we don't speak and it becomes more dramatic,
1: okay yeah
0: yeah so, so yeah which
1: yeah i guess i was referring to which one was i referring to <laughs> i could look at both of them um i guess I, maybe i equated conflict with fights for that moment when i said it
0: not always
1: right right because in conflict you can agree to disagree yes and move on and there doesn't have to be agreement yeah. yes okay Um, but it it seems to me then that conflict is a, it's a missed opportunity if you don't have it.
0: So let's go back to that. So there are relationships where any conflict is quickly, quickly, quickly covered, right? Quickly resolved, quotation marks, um, resolved by not being resolved, resolved by saying, Oh, I'm sorry. The I'm sorry's that couples say to each other sometimes are just blankets over unresolved situations. Is thinking we can move on if you say I'm sorry, but I'm sorry takes serious self-exploration and owning your responsibility and your contribution in what just happened, the conflict. To say, I'm sorry. Yes. You don't just say, I'm sorry. Oh, the, the, the one that I love, I'm sorry of the way you feel. <laughs> <laughs> that, I've heard that many times, right? <laughs> that is, uh, of course, uh, the most ridiculous apology. Yeah. Uh, because you take absolute no responsibility of your contribution. Right. And I think that's um, that erodes love. That erodes love. But let's talk about couples that, you see, also in the 50s, it was mostly about don't don't go to bed um, angry, angry. Um, you know, everything has to be nice, nice, uh, don't rock the boat. Um, uh, things pile up somewhere. If you don't rock the boat... Um, I am concerned that people can get sick because the body is so much that it can hold of people that you swallow and you never talk with your partner and you swallow and you swallow or it comes out in other people. So you get angry with your partner, but you are in this positive way of being with each other, not rocking any boat, not ever being angry with each other. And then it piles up because it's, it's perfectly human and natural that we disagree, right. that sometimes I'm tired. And what you usually might be, you know, asking me when I come home to, let's say, um, do a certain routine for me, one day you are tired. And, uh, and then uh, I I say nothing. And you say nothing. And you still do something, but mechanically, because it's a routine. And you get an, a, a resentment. But because we never fight, you say nothing. So the gathering of resentments, I've seen it over and over and over and over again. It goes under the carpet. The carpet becomes a mountain now. Yes. And it, it breaks out some somewhere either we have a gigantic fight (laughs) either we fight with other people or we get sick so disagreements differences conflicts are natural it's a matter of knowing the art of working with conflict and by the way that's that's an episode the coming future. up <laughs> <laughs> but you. first we i wanted to start you see this pyramid i'm trying to build yes. from trust to harmony there are so many steps to to for harmony to be to reach harmony and for harmony to be authentic mm. not mechanical yes okay great thank you
1: I, I love that whole idea when you talked about not taking love for granted, but more specifically, um, I guess I related to that. I see that sometimes we expect our partner to see us without showing ourselves, right? So we don't talk about changes or new awarenesses or changing perspectives or vulnerabilities, but we expect them to know it anyway, right? So, uh, and, and then I, I also heard that, and not having those conversations about how this is how I'm different today. This is how I'm changing. I'm not the person you fell in love with. We miss an opportunity to, um, have that loving companionship. So is this one of the unreasonable expectations we carry about partners that they should know?
0: It's the number one number one. Mind readers. Yeah. Nobody is a mind reader. Well, maybe some perfect masters. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I haven't met anybody yet who is a perfect mind reader. And that, unfortunately, is one of the expectations mm. that, um, that uh, damages love. Because then we get disappointed after disappointment after disappointment. Sure. Because people don't read the mind. You see, yeah. knowing you. For example, knowing your partner's personality does not mean you read their mind. You can predict more or less their response if you know their personality, but you don't don't read how sometimes people happen to be vulnerable in moments that you didn't realize they're vulnerable. And those moments that um, either you're tired, you're hungry, you feel lonely, you feel upset, you feel stressed, and you don't know it, And you do what you do. The other person might get upset when you didn't expect to get upset. So the other person cannot say, can you see I'm upset? No, I cannot see. And then when you, and this is also unfortunately very common. One person is more willing to volunteer information and the other expects the other person to know. That's a fatal mistake. It's it's a fatal mistake, I'm telling yeah. you. Makes sense. No mind readers. No right. mind reading in relationships. It doesn't work.
1: Right. <laughs> no, it doesn't. So if that's the number one expectation, what might be another expectation that people have they don't even realize they're carrying?
0: What do you think? What do you think are some expectations that bring disappointment?
1: um well i mean i think i'm trying to think of things i've seen um expectation that we will see and feel the same way about things is one
0: and that's impossible also right right. because we have different personalities everybody comes with a different pattern habits so are there any reasonable expectations of course, to have in a loving relationship? Of course. So the biggest expectation, you need to expect safety. safety, emotional and physical safety. Yeah. That's a basic expectation. If that is not there, get out. Right. Get out. So absolutely. I'm, I'm very glad you're asking that very, because yeah, that's, that is the most, um, significant expectation going into any relationship emotional and physical safety
1: sure yeah of course <laughs> yeah.
0: now expectation of love expectation that you continue to love me for example what is that that's forced you know it and and uh, love it's an entity it's almost like an entity by itself that it's there, that you need to 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 feed it. <laughs> it, it is not right. gonna survive if you don't you're not an active participant in feeding it. And feeding it how? Number one, spending time together, alone, without interruptions of people or machines. <laughs> no cell phones, no other, just, and I mean, how often people get so wrapped up into the details of life, and I understand that, so you have to fight for that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that nurtures the relationship, sure. and in those moments together, you just are present with each other, nobody else is in the room, not only physically. But also, in your conversation, you don't bring other people because, okay, you're alone in the house. But if you keep talking about other people, (laughs) they are there there. in that room with you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So in that room, if you want to be alone, you just speak about each other, about you two. That's alone time. Mm.
1: Yeah. And another one that I've seen is that um, I express love, you, that you ex- should express your love the way I express the love. Well, okay.
0: that, those that's when, the, again, that book of five languages that's of right. love right. came and helped so many people, really, that uh, um, uh, 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 there are so many different ways. And if you know the way, your way, and it can be more than those, uh, what the book sure. is saying, just and it's again it's your responsibility so what it comes down to self-responsibility is a giant one if you don't have self-responsibility to be responsible for your feelings for your actions and to take responsibility and if you're locked into blaming the other judging the other expecting the other love Uh, uh, going back to your question erodes yeah it's just it gets tired (laughs) sure it gets tired yeah
1: and I guess uh, the last thing I was kind of thinking about is that um, I see that some people need to process and to talk through things out loud much more than their partner does right um, and heeding the caution to be careful with what's shared with others, I guess the question would be so, what are some good lo- guidelines or boundaries for what gets shared about the relationship in the relationship versus outside the relationship? Mm. Uh, no understanding that one needs
0: to talk about things more. Yeah. That's a difficult question, Mary. That is so um, uh, individual. Um, It is a very good question, but it's um, it's a very difficult question for me because I I don't think, um, you see, certain decisions that the couple makes in reaching that decision, it should be just their conversation. Sure. After a decision is made, because if it's a decision that affects the two of them, for example, um, well, even that, for example, purchasing a single house, right? Is basically they will be living in there. So their needs and desires and uh, um, have to be... Express. First. It's not bad to talk to friends about buying a house in, in the other aspects, so many aspects of buying a house. But the first steps in making a decision, it has to be private. Especially when also uh, there are conflicts. It's very important. You see, it's not a good thing if you fu- if one partner... Um, bad bites says bad things about their yeah. partner to a friend. That is not a good situation. <laughs> um, and and what I talked about is is to differentiate it from isolating. So if negative things are happening, if there is some misuse and abuse, you don't isolate. Sure, that's when you go and you tell everybody. Mm-hmm. You see. But, um, but uh, you, you, especially the differences when there are differences without any abuse involved, mm-hmm. you result in the between. Two. Yeah. Because you see, you speak to five people and five people will give you five different suggestions. And then it, it punches holes right. in, in the, in the cocoon, in the, in the closeness mm-hmm. of your, of your partner that's very helpful very clarifying thank you thank you for bringing those questions I'm sure a lot of people will will have same questions thank you you're welcome the next theme coming up is opposites attract if you're interested in being in my podcast, please email me at awarenesssacks at gmail.com. Until next time, Yahara.